You're listening to The Scrimmage with Daniel Hargrove and Justin Domashevitz. Monday, it is glad, good, 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 I'm back! (laughs) Yes! Daniel Hargrove here with you on the scrimmage along with my co-host, Justin Domashevitz. We've also got our trusty producer, (laughs) Andrew Gross, here with us. Daniel, it's good to hear your voice after the debacle of last week's show (laughs) when you refused to speak. Uh, I thought you were going to say the debacle of last week's show, which was just you trying to do the show. Uh, succeeding in doing the show. Oh, hey, we can hear Andrew laugh. That means his microphone's working. He's yep, got it I all figured fixed. Out. Yeah. Turns okay. out I needed to turn it on. Oh. oh, that's always good to figure out early on when you're recording things. <laughs> it also was good to probably silence your notifications, Justin. Just throw that one out there. That wasn't me. First, let's get it going with the two-minute drill. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hello. Gotta hurry, gotta hurry, gotta hurry. Gun duel right, gun duel right. Three jet Buckeye, don't worry. The two-minute drill starts now. The Brooklyn Nets filled their head coaching vacancy on Thursday by signing Hall of Fame guard Steve Nash, Daniel, that's your boy, yeah. to a four-year deal. Nash has no previous coaching experience. Daniel, how do you think this move will work out for the Nets? Well, he's my boy that I always forget, apparently, <laughs> if you've listened to any of the other shows. But I'm just hoping this works out well because I don't want... Steve Nash's amazing playoff career or playing career to be sullied by being a terrible coach or his teams being trash, which he could be a great coach and his teams could still be trash because that's how the NBA works. It doesn't really matter how great your coach is. It just matters if LeBron's on your team. It's funny that you (laughs) said playoff career because his playoff career actually wasn't that great. Nope. (laughs) Well, he got beat up all the time. That's true. Stupid Spurs. After his release by the Jaguars last week, running back Leonard Fournette signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Wednesday. Justin, what impact will Fournette have on the Bucks' offense? Well, immediately I'm not sure how much because he's going to be jumping into a three-running back competition. What I will say is his impact will be in the passing game, oddly enough, because... Not because he's going to catch a lot of balls, but because of how much uh, how much attention from the defense a guy like Fournette attracts. He faced uh, eight. He's faced eight sets, eight persons. I can't talk. He I couldn't either. So eight person sets in the box from the defense, just about more than almost anybody. The only guy who ranked higher in that was Derrick Henry last year. Um, he also. I'm going to quit because I can't remember any of the points I was going to make. I feel <laughs> Really what it does, though, is it makes him less of a fantasy option. Toronto guard Kyle <laughs> Lowry saved the Raptors season on Thursday when he hit teammate OG Ananobi with a cross-court inbound pass over 7-foot, 5-inch Boston Celtics center Taco Fall. Taco! Daniel, Daniel, was Lowry's pass the greatest inbound pass you've ever seen in your life? No, and who cares? It was the pass. I want to hear more about the game-winning shot that Ananobi hit with .5 seconds left. A catch-and-shoot, not even a tip-in. How did he get that off? Also, Kyle Lowry couldn't have made that pass had they not been in the bubble because the sidelines are now, what, a million years longer 
than what it is in a normal gym. You're telling me that crowded up against a normal sideline, he can throw that over Taco Fall? No, this should have the bubble asterisk that we've talked about before next to it. When you're talking about greatest passes, like we were talking about off the air, I liked Kemba Walker's pass before that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that the game-winning shot, oddly enough, is not getting as much press as this pass, which, yeah, it was a good pass, but you can throw it to, what, a six-feet radius, whereas the guy who made the shot is trying to get it in that little 24-inch round hole to win the game. Come on. In Lowry's defense, he didn't throw it in a six-foot radius. He threw it right on the money. That's true. Your turn, my turn, Wednesday's Eastern (laughs) Conference semifinal game. been a train wreck already maybe you should just do the show by yourself (laughs) Uh, but you couldn't talk earlier either wednesday's eastern conference semifinal game between the miami heat and the milwaukee bucks was decided by free throws after two fouls on jump shooters in the final five seconds justin you have seen the plays where either of them legitimate fouls uh they weren't legitimate fouls in that situation and the commentators were even saying both of the commentators disagreed with their officials expert and said, no, I don't like that foul. The thing about it is both of those fouls are going to get called in the first and second quarter of regular season games and nobody bats an eye. But now because it's at the end of a playoff game, all of a sudden it's a big deal. So no, they were not fouls and no, I don't like that rule, but it annoys me when people want to officiate the end of a game differently than they officiate the regular season or everything that led up to that point. The NBA needs to address the issue of shooters jumping into the defender's area. That's exactly what happened. Chris Middleton jumped into Goran Dragic when he was just standing there with his arms up, and he got the foul call for the landing space. So I feel generally like I was annoyed they were complaining about it, but I think these are rules that the NBA needs to address. New, new super short buzzer. Can we talk about Leonard Fournette for a second? Do you want to act, you want to try again? <laughs> I had two points I was going to make. <laughs> One is that he was second in the league at at fit drawing eight man box. So he was hey, he did it this time. Eight guys in the box on defense <laughs> facing him. The only guy that had more was Derrick Henry. The other thing was Leonard Fournette was third in the league in yards after contact per carry. So he helps in the running game, even if your offensive line isn't that strong. But more importantly, he helps in the passing game because when he's on the field, they need to bring extra guys in to stop him because he's big and strong, and that opens up for your passing game. That was the point I was going to make, but I did it very poorly. Yeah, it was it was rough. <laughs> was So those were your two points? Yeah. Okay, so in today's show... We might get a little distracted at some points because get a lot distracted. in three minutes and 50 seconds, our fantasy draft is starting. And this is a fantasy football league that Justin has been in forever and me slightly less than forever because I was added in a little bit later. But it's our keeper league draft. So we'll try not to get too distracted. And, you know, all the top picks are already gone pretty much because we get to keep six players from our previous year. So we'll try not to get too distracted, but don't be surprised if in the middle of Justin's favorite seb- segment, Stump Daniel, he starts making fun of me for who I picked in our fantasy draft. Yeah, oh, I, I I thought that Stump Daniel was just going to be making fun of Daniel's fantasy draft. I actually have something that I, I find personally very interesting for Stump Daniel. 
But here's the deal. While we're doing Stump Daniel. Brought to you by the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz. Thank you very much. When we're doing Stump Daniel, you have to keep an eye on the draft and let me know if my pick is coming up soon. Because I have to pull up a separate sheet so that uh, I can be, so, so I can have all my information in front of me for Stump Daniel. Okay. So we have about three minutes till draft time. I have the 10th pick. The reason I have the last pick in the draft is because I won the league last year. Just so everyone knows, I have the last pick. So Did we ever fix that? Where we don't snake it because it's a keeper draft. No. I always felt like we needed to change that. We voted on that and... Everybody else was wrong. (laughs) It wasn't a a unanimous vote, but the majority felt we should continue to snake. I don't like it. Yeah. Because when I'm terrible, I want to be rewarded. People who end up more often in the bottom of the league would have tended to feel like, yeah, we should not snake it. But well, majority rules, I guess. <laughs> Two minutes and seven seconds to draft. Okay, Stump Daniel. <laughs> okay. This came up for me, and we actually had a short conversation about this at one point. When the the pandemic first started coming down, all sports were shutting down, businesses were shutting down, there's pandemonium everywhere. And one phrase that I kept hearing come up over and over again was uncharted territory. Okay. Okay. So that is what I have believed that phrase was, that idiom, uncharted territory. I had believed that my entire life. I started hearing some people on radio shows and people who I generally respect as people who know words and phrases saying uncharted territory. So I started thinking about it and I was going, okay, well, technically both of those make sense. Because uncharted could mean like it's not on a map, like it hasn't been mapped yet. It hasn't been put on a chart yet. Exactly. Unchartered could mean you haven't traveled there. So either one of those could technically make sense. And I looked it up and there's not a lot of like agreement on what the actual saying is. Okay. But it started making me think, what kinds of phrases in our English language do people regularly use incorrectly lots so i looked up (laughs) a bunch of phrases or idioms that are commonly used in the english language i'm going to tell you what it is and you tell me if this is the correct idiom or if people are saying it wrong so we are not going sports we're just going english trivia here yeah oh great there's a little (laughs) bit of a sports tie-in on one of them okay i think it because what i did was i looked them up and then i looked up uh where they come from Daniel, your degree right. is in journalism. I mean, Daniel... You should be well prepared for this. Words is kind of your living because you speak words on the radio and you write words. Great. So you're you're going at my home turf again. But Five seconds to draft. I think, you have, I think you have a pretty good shot at doing pretty well here. Okay. I, I think I knew most of these. There's a couple that caught me off guard. Okay. Oh, here, it started. Sorry. Draft is on. Yep. Here's the first one, Daniel. I could care less. Is that correct or incorrect? I could care less. That is incorrect. Okay, what is the correct saying? I couldn't care less. Absolutely. Now, I'll just say, this is one that drives me nuts more than any other one in the world. And one of the most (laughs) egregious mistakes was from LeBron James one time. And he didn't even say it. He typed it. So (sighs) Come on, LeBron. I could care less indicates you have more cares to give. No, I'm almost I, up. I couldn't care less means you it's have... It's my turn. Okay, it's Daniel's <laughs> turn in the draft. Who are you drafting? Uh, well, the guys who I left off my team 
Looks like they've already got picked up. So okay, Edwards got... Hilaire got picked first. Yep. And... Robert Woods got picked second. Chris Carson got picked third. Kyler Murray got picked fourth. Ugh. And Kenyon Drake got picked fifth. So here comes Daniel's pick. He's got a few choices here. You yeah. got Jonathan Taylor. You got Miles Sanders. Is this a PPR Raheem league? Mostert? Uh, it is not PPR. I think I'm gonna go with. You also have the real D Johnson on the board. I know that was... Daniel. We had a draft last week, uh, and Daniel picked a D Johnson from Houston. I think thinking I'll... it was David Johnson, it was actually Duke Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. I'm gonna take Miles Sanders. Okay, Wait, Philadelphia what? running back. No, don't freeze. Well, he's the next well, ranked guy, I well, think, anyway. So, so it should pick him? I feel like it would pick him automatically Why isn't it? It's not working. Daniel picked Miles Sanders. Okay, I got to figure out how this works here. Okay, Jonathan Taylor Why is now work? off the board. There's, you select, did you click the draft this player? Raheem Mostert's on the board. Oh, I'm next. I was trying I'm on to deck. click the player. I'm going to be happened. so excited. Click the player at the top of the screen. I hope like, Jimmy picks play, David Johnson. I hope David picks Jimmy jo- David Johnson because oh, I know I the so next few guys I will pick. So you have to do two clicks? Pick. Yeah. Okay. I, use, uh, I usually use my phone. My, you can add him to your queue. Okay. Oh, here's No, Justin. he picked my guy, Jimmy. 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 Picked, Jimmy take? He oh, picked Akers. Cam Akers. Oh, well. So I'm going to get Mark Andrews back. He was my tight end. Okay, then and I left with? him unprotected. And who are you going with? So this Don't is an interesting it. choice because I could pick David Johnson in Houston. Everybody is so enthralled right now. They probably hate our guts. But also, <laughs> I have Nick Chubb, so I could pick Kareem Hunt as a handcuff. David John- Or I could go with DeAndre Swift. These are good choices. And actually, my strategy of picking a buttload of rookie running backs has paid off pretty well for me in the past. It's true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. Okay. DeAndre Swift is off the board. I've got my two picks. You now know who I'm going to take next, even though I don't need him. <laughs> Are you going to pick him? Just to set the table for this year, we will get back to Stump Daniel in a minute. I'm the most homer picker of all time. Daniel had six keepers, and he left both of his running it's backs. It's my turn. He left both of his running backs off his roster, and he picked four wide receivers as keepers. Now, I had... Uh, Brandon Cooks on my team, who is a beaver and one of Daniel's favorite players of all time. So now Daniel is in the process, I believe, of going in to pick him. I was. To add a fifth receiver to his roster while he still only has one running back. Now you can play three receivers? but Yeah, three receivers. receivers? But he has four. I took David Johnson instead. I think Cooks is going (laughs) to fall to me again. You picked Duke Johnson again. No, not Duke. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Okay. Back to okay. So what's the next? You were telling us about how LeBron typed a, a terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's the next one. I've got this in the bag. Is that correct or incorrect? I've got this in the bag. I think that's correct. Okay. That makes is that sense. your final answer? Yeah. Yes, it is correct. Okay. <laughs> Don't try and try and scare trying, me off of it. I was it. trying to trick you. But the meaning of this one is really interesting. So in 1916. The New York Giants baseball team had a run of 26 consecutive wins. Every game they had a bag filled with 72 baseballs put out on the field just in case like they get dirty or they get hit out, they just replace it with another ball. Okay. Well, during the crazy winning streak, they got in the habit of grabbing the bag in the ninth inning and taking it back off the field. So nice. they felt like, we've got this in the bag. In the ninth inning, they would take the bag off the field. That was their superstition. So that's where, Interesting. That, that's where that expression comes from. I thought that meant that they had it like secured in a bag. Well, they, it did, but yeah. not 
not literally, yeah, but figuratively. Interesting. Okay, so the next one, and are we still in a spot where we can? How many yeah. picks till you? Six, you six, six picks, picks until okay. my turn. Okay, the next one. First come, first serve. First come, first serve. Gosh, that's used a ton. Yep. Uh, Andrew, Andrew with a random sound over there. <laughs> I'm not sure what that sound. Wait, are you okay? Uh, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure if. Uh, I'm gonna go. What's going on? That's all. I'm gonna go. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Yes, first come, first serve is correct. That is actually incorrect. Oh. Is because that because it's first come, first served. First served. Oh. That's, I realized. I was like, but a lot. Of, like, yeah. I would say more than half of the people say first come, first serve. Yeah, and they just say it like that. But it's first come, first served, which means participants would be served in the order which they arrive. That's your yeah. first wrong one. Yeah. All right. How many till your next pick? Uh, we five still got a picks. few. Okay, we still okay. got a few. Okay, here's the next one. <laughs> deep seated, deep seated, like deep seated regret. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I think that's correct. It's incorrect. Justin, could you spell deep seated? I can't. Oh, yeah, that would probably help. S e e d e d. Yeah, that's not what Daniel was saying was correct. I think. What were you yeah. saying was? I correct? was thinking like a seed. Which uh, yeah. that's S E, no, oh, it's S E E D E D. Oh, okay, never mind. It's seated. Yeah, it's deep seated. Oh, okay. Interestingly, oh, it's my turn. Deep. We'll come back to that in a minute, Daniel. What's nope. your draft pick? Keep going. I'm going with uh, Brandon Cook still on the board. <laughs> so I knew that one, but I still wasn't 100 percent sure which one you were saying, Justin. I said C did, and I yeah. enunciated it really well. Okay. Yeah. Which so, is, but then Daniel said seated, and I was like, I, I don't know which one he's deep saying. Deep seated, uh, okay. seated could make sense also, meaning it's deeply planted. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. deep seated, like it's firmly established. It's seated so, deeply. So when you're saying that it's incorrect, it's not that the sentence, it doesn't make sense. That's just not what the saying actually is. Yes. Okay, I was thinking if it was grammatically correct. That's not what this game is, Daniel. Okay. No, it's not. I, mean, I get it. What do you expect me to do? Explain the rules? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're getting a little ridiculous here. Okay. Your pick's coming up um, in soon. Okay. Jimmy's, Jimmy's picking now. Okay. If Jimmy leaves Kareem Hunt on the board, I'm going to take him and I'll handcuff him. Dang it, Jimmy! <laughs> Jimmy, that's two in a row! That's like what Andrew did to you in our fantasy league. Bro, that's not cool, man. Okay. So who are uh, you going with? Well, I got my tight end, so I'm not going to touch Tyler Higby. I'm not going to worry about Don't that. Don't touch him. I won't He's touch icky. him. Um, I could go <laughs> Ronald Jones. That would be a guy that Leonard Fournette is competing with, but he's kind of like the starter in Tampa Bay. Um, I think I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs. I'm going to go with Stefan Diggs and see what he can manage to do in Buffalo this year. All right. I, actually, I feel pretty good about that. Um, let's see. Now I have one. I've got another pick, and I have <laughs> two running backs and three receivers. And then I've got a backup running back and a backup receiver. I typically, need another running back. Shockingly. Typically, I go really <laughs> running back heavy, especially at the beginning of the draft. So I think I am actually going to take uh, a running back here. So it's Ronald Jones or Jordan Howard. Or I could pick Zach Moss from Buffalo. Or, you or could I could pick, pick Matt, Matt Breda. Breda. Or I could pick Devin Singletary. I mean, there's so many choices. Or you could pick Ben Roethlisberger. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. 
I'm going to go with Zach Moss out of Buffalo. No. I'm going to go two Buffalo Bills in a row. That's generally the best offensive fantasy strategy. <laughs> Pick as many Buffalo Bills players as possible. I think that might be the opposite of what is true. Are you a big Bills fan, Justin? Uh, no, I only root for Florida teams. <laughs> Bucks, Dolphins, Jaguars. Those are my teams this year. Okay, we're back to yeah. Daniel's pick. Yep. I'm going to go with Matt Breida. You know, to be completely honest, for where we are in the draft, there's still, like, there's a few running backs that are going to score some points. Yeah. On I'm the board still. Here. It makes me think your strategy of keeping all your receivers and waiting and grabbing running backs actually might have worked out pretty well for you. It, shockingly, I mean, you're it's gonna, looking okay. You're not going to have my running back duo of Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. No. But you're not going to have my receiving trio or quartet or quintet as it has become now with Tyree Kill, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, DK Metcalf, and Brandon Cooks. That's true. (laughs) I do not have nearly as many slightly below top-level wide receivers as you do. And no, I can't play all of them at the same time. And I will be pulling my hair out all year long as to will I pick the correct ones. Do you often lead the league in points left on the yep. bench? <laughs> I'm not even sure, but that sounds right. It does sound like something you would do. Yep. Okay, All right, back we have to a the... few. We have a few till we get back to your pick, okay. so I'm going to move on to the next one. Scott Free, like you got off Scott Free. Is that correct or incorrect? I'm going to spell it for you. Scott okay. Free, as in like S-C-O- the name Scott? S-C-O-T. Oh. F-R-E-E. Scott Free. I'm not sure if I've ever heard it differently. Some people say Scotch Free, <laughs> which is which I found I'm, online as the most common mispronunciation was Scotch Free. I think Scott Free is right. Yeah, it's right. I okay. just kind of gave it away by telling you what the most common I was gonna mispronunciation say, yeah. was. <laughs> I was. But gonna, I feel like you were leaning that way anyway, I was. so I was going to give it to you. Thank and you. actually, the... The meaning behind this one is really interesting, more than whether it's correct or incorrect. It comes from a medieval tax levied in proportional shares on inhabitants, often for poor relief. So the tax collected was called a scot, and if you got money from it, it was called a lot. So where scot was the sum to be paid, and lot was the allotted share, if you got off scot-free, that meant you didn't have to pay the tax. Probably meant you were poor, but it meant you didn't have to pay the tax. Gotcha. All right. And it's mid. It has the word medieval in it, which I thought was cool. <laughs> okay, we've got two picks till you, Daniel. Yeah. So what are you? What's going on? What's in your head right now? Uh, AJ Green's the, on the board. If you want another wide receiver, uh, I don't. But I'm not sure where I go. Do I go? Do I take the backup QB here? Because I mean, I have Dak Prescott. Everybody's thinking he's going to have a big year this year. This feels early to take a backup quarterback. I know, but I. Maybe another running back, but I already have three running backs as well. You only have three? Yeah. I had like seven last year. Well, this is early in the draft. How many running backs can you play? You can only play two. Okay. Uh... So that third receiver spot is not a flex spot. No, no. We we don't have a flex spot in this league. Okay. Um... You could pick Stafford as your backup quarterback, and that would be pretty solid. I think, weirdly enough, 
I'm also going to take a Buffalo Bill. You're going to take Singletary? I am. Devin Singletary. We'll see which one of our players works better, Zach Moss or Singletary. Okay. All right. Now we have two picks. Why do we have so many Bills? Two picks till me. Oh, Daniel Jones is off the board right after Baker Mayfield. These guys are going for backup. There's a run on backup quarterbacks, and everybody seems to be going for the young guys. You guys are big Josh Allen fans, I take it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Allen's a linebacker, right? <laughs> okay. All right, it's your turn, Oh, Justin. the first kicker's off the board. Oh. Kirks and Butker. Picked by Jimmy. That's one he That's did not weird. steal my pick on that one. <laughs> yeah, why is he taking kicker? I've got a bunch of, of here, backups Jimmy. already at running back, and I've got a backup wide receiver. And Wait, I feel did like... you talk me out of a backup quarterback to then take a backup quarterback? No, 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 no. No, I'm not going there. Well, I don't well, know. He has Joe Burrow's picks there. too, though. Joe Burrow's on the board. That could be a good long-term play. Okay, I'm going to take Hunter Henry. That'll be my backup tight end. The Bengals are going to ruin Burrow. Like, <laughs> okay, so now I've got a backup tight end. I've got a backup that wide receiver. That he was good to start. And two backup <laughs> running backs. So now might be the point. There's no good running backs left. There's no running backs that I feel any kind of way about left on the board. And there's a decent amount of wide receivers, I feel like, even a little further down the board. So I'm going to take... Joseph Burrow. Joe Burrow. Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. He will be my backup, and I might draft a third guy in just for an emergency. So you did talk me out of a quarterback to take a quarterback. Is that the guy you were going to pick? Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> it might seem like I was being devious, but I really wasn't. I was you just were, being kind of dumb. You were being devious. Dumb. I was just giving bad advice. Yeah, it was bad advice. I, I, mean, th- I know who I'm going to pick, and I'm going to go back to an old well. No, no. That did me wrong, but also did me so right one year, I think. That was a really awkward way yeah, to say that. It was. How was that for sayings? Do me wrong. <laughs> all right. Oh, you got, we got a couple of picks, so what's okay. the next one? All right. The next one. For all intensive purposes. All intensive? For all intensive that purposes. That is incorrect. Okay. What's the correct? All intents and purposes. All intents and purposes. Good job with words, Daniel. Thank you. Do you happen to know where that originates from? Cam Newton. Did no, you just pick Cam not Newton? Cam Newton. Yep. Just picked Cam Newton. It did not originate so. from Cam Newton, <laughs> but I can see that you just did pick Cam Newton. Yep. Which that, okay. When you went back to, what, did you pick Cam in the, as a rookie? I think, yeah, Cam oh, was like yeah. one of my first picks. He was your quarterback yeah, he when was he was guy. good, and then he failed you. After a while, After yeah. After a while. But he was pretty good for yeah. you for a while. Okay. So I'm going back to the well there. Okay. You I'm thought glad. I was You thought I was going to start picking Browns. Well, that's what I thought. I mean, I, I did trick you out of picking Joe Burrow so I could get him. I'm just saying. Um, okay, next one. Oh, wait, no, I didn't explain where intents and purposes came from. Okay. It originates from English from English law dating back to the 1500s, which used the phrase to all intents, constructions, and purposes, which means officially or effectively. So it dates back over 500 years for wow. all in- But I've heard even on television for all intensive purposes. <laughs> okay. That's really bad one. Yeah, that's terrible. Like, that one's, like you're losing track of what words mean at that point. <laughs> but some of these idioms don't actually make actual grammatical sense. Yeah. Some of them are based on something from a long time ago or even in another language. Okay, here's the next one. By and large. By and Ooh. large. By so and that's large. that's something people tend to say to mean like in general. Yeah. By, by and large. large. I think that's correct. 
It is actually incorrect. Ah. The correct term is by and large. By and large? And here's one that actually doesn't make sense grammatically because it's a nautical phrase derived from the sailing terms by and large. And it goes back to 1706. Huh. Yeah. That's very interesting. What What was the incorrect one? By in large. Oh, by in large? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was hearing by an large. You need to open your ears up, bro. Which is how I generally say it because I leave off the D. So but you knew that one then? I knew, Did... I knew how to say it properly. I didn't know where it was from. Interesting. Okay. What is a by and what is a large? I don't know. Okay. Not They're sure. nautical sailing <laughs> terms from the 1700s. Okay. <laughs> not not okay. modern. Okay. Here's another one. Case and point. Case and point, which is an idiom that you hear a lot when people are making an argument on the radio. They'll go case and point, and then say something else that's probably as stupid as what they said before. Slurred like case in point. Okay. We have one pick till your pick, Daniel. I'm gonna say case and point is correct. Case and point is incorrect. Gosh, dang it! But right now you need to focus because in a few seconds you're going to have to make your next pick, okay? Boy, I know I talked about A.J. Green like a few rounds ago, but he's still sitting there. Do you need another receiver? No, but I like A.J. Green. I mean, I feel like you're kind of silly if you don't pick him at this point. Right? Like that's, or you could go down and pick another running back because I just noticed there's actually two guys that might get some point, three guys that might get some points on the board here. Yeah, I'm seeing Philip Lindsay, Tevin Coleman. Latavius Murray. Yep, that's a guy who's in a he's in a running back room and yeah. figures well, to be in the he, mix. He, you just said he is a running back. Yeah, he's in the running back room. Yeah, he plays that position. Or you could pick Adrian Peterson. I mean, ignore that little na that's next to his name there. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Peterson just sign a deal with? someone <laughs> oh did he i just heard that he was released i didn't know that he signed a deal with anyone who'd you on. pick daniel i took aj green oh yeah <laughs> i can't i got all of the receiver okay so i've got a couple more picks till the lions, these ones are moving the lions oh. picked up adrian peterson to a one-year deal philip Lindsay oh, off the board okay if if jimmy doesn't take him I'm going to pick Tevin Coleman, but Jimmy has been kind of messing me over. He's been all over your picks so far. Yeah. Oh, oh, Emmanuel Sanders still on the board. Uh, that's another guy I was looking at. Yeah, of AJ yeah, Green. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's probably Tevin Coleman. Since I get two picks, I'd probably go Tevin Coleman and Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders? 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 That is actually I'm going to take Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. Jimmy, come on. You're taking too long. I got to say, <laughs> picking... Like, Jimmy took Emmanuel Sanders, that turd monkey. He was like, <laughs> oh, he was like eight guys down on the list. I gotta Come say, on. drafting so close to like, you want to be at the top or bottom. I feel like of a draft in the snake, but it also makes it hard because you have to think two to three to four players ahead instead That's of true. just one or two. I hate thinking more than I have to. <laughs> I honestly do. We we. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. pretty sure we already. I try that. to get through my days thinking as little as possible, in general. Okay, you know, I took Tevin Coleman, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna sense. go throwback here. Okay, and take a guy that I loved when he was with the Seahawks. I'm gonna pick Golden Tate. Oh, Wait, I thought you already picked two guys. No, I picked Tevin Coleman and Golden Tate. Oh, okay, gotcha. Remember, Emmanuel Sanders got stolen right, from me by right, Jimmy right. because apparently all he's doing is listening to. 
Wait, is he listening to us through the through the ceiling? <laughs> that would be amazing. Jimmy's got his ear to the. So, <laughs> just so you know, we are in our studio, which happens to be in like the underneath floor of Jimmy's house. So he very well could have his ear to the floor right now in uh, listening to everything that I want and then picking those guys. That okay. would be hilarious. Okay, so case in point derives its meaning from an old dialect of French. Where it may not make any logical sense today, it is a fixed idiom based on French. <sighs> I was trying to pay attention to that, but also it's my turn to pick. Okay. Um. Oh, the Seattle defense is off the board. Am I am I alone in this now? I always wait till the last two. I never pick a defense or a kicker before the last two rounds. I'm probably picking this guy high, but you know what? I didn't pick him first or second like Andrew ended up doing. Gardner Minshew. Minshew was still on the board, and I picked Joe Burrow like an idiot. Yes, you did. The show completely distracted me. <laughs> oh man, I'm so angry. How did I How let that you happen? Steal that pick from Justin. Yes. Daniel. Woo! You know, I'm over here trying to talk you through things, Daniel, and help yep. you pick guys, and you're just gonna completely neglect to remind me. It was nice of you that once wow. you talked out him out of taking a backup quarterback, you left the best backup quarterback for him. That's true. I'm actually much. I'm so grateful right now that that's what happened. <laughs> he he. I'm mad. I'm protesting. Okay, show. so case in point, <laughs> I got that wrong. What's next? Okay, next one. Beat around the bush. Beat around the bush. Is that correct or incorrect? Again, I haven't heard it any other way, so I'm going to assume it's correct. Okay, it is correct. So sometimes you keep saying that and then it's wrong. It, yeah, I've but most of these. This, this one's correct, okay? <laughs> so case uh, beat around the bush means to avoid the point. It's a common phrase and is thought to have originated in response to game hunting in Britain. While hunting birds, participants would beat bushes in order to draw out the birds. Therefore, they were beating around the bush before getting to the main point in the hunt, which was to murder the birds. Oh, for okay. deliciousness, hopefully. Yes, I hope so. I don't know, maybe for game. I don't know. I'm not judging them. Okay, it's almost your pick again, Daniel. We got one more before you. I'm not going to try to talk you through this anymore. You can be okay, a, you're so, on your own. Oh, so I was just going to ask you for advice. Go ahead. Because <laughs> I've been seeing this Mike Gesicki guy on draft boards. Yeah. But I have no idea who he is. Like, why are people expecting him to be a pretty good tight end? Uh, Well, he had... I think he had kind of a – he's a younger guy, and he had a pretty good year last year. Actually, I can look it up. He had 51 catches for 570 yards and five touchdowns last year, so I think people are looking for progression there. And also, he plays for Miami, which was a turd fire. Not, <laughs> it's like a, a turd burger and a dumpster fire combined. Okay. It was a turd fire last year, but this year they signed a buttload of free agents. Well, I think I'm going to take him. Okay. That's a Miami tight end. Yeah. Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki. Is it Gesicki? Gesicki. It's spelled Gesicki. All right. Well, he's on my team, so I'm getting sicky. Okay. <laughs> now I'm realizing, too, we're really almost at the end here. I have one more pick, and then I'm going defense and tight end. Or de defense and kicker. Yeah, that's all I have so, left is defense and kicker. I've got two backup wide receivers, three backup running backs, a backup quarterback that's not Minshew, and I'm angry about it, <laughs> and a backup tight end. <laughs> So this is kind of a wild card. I could just pick whoever's the best player on the board. Hawkinson, TJ Hawkinson, Detroit tight end. He's supposed to be good. I could go that way. I think he was a rookie last year, and he was hurt for a lot of the year, but he's really talented. But you just said it, so is Jimmy going to take him? Maybe. 
Jimmy, <laughs> don't take him. Go don't take him. So 22 hard. seconds. Jimmy, don't take TJ Hawkinson, He's please. been listening. That's why it's taking Oh, no, so he's on auto-draft. Look, he's on auto-draft. <laughs> it's going to pick... If he doesn't get in in the next 14 seconds, it's going to pick Jamison Crowder for him. <laughs> Jamison Crowder and the Jets. And then I've got to pick a defense. Oh, boy. Boy. Ooh, Minnesota's defense is on the board still. That'd be pretty oh, good. Jimmy took Jamison Crowd. Jamison no, Crowd. Okay. Nope. Jimmy took Minnesota's Jimmy! defense. Jimmy! <laughs> I just said it! That's what? amazing. That's not cool. That is amazing. <laughs> we were talking. Oh my gosh. I get right I can't at the last this. second. He hops in from the auto draft. Oh, he's got the cup down to the floor right over you. And he's like, oh, Minnesota defense. That was not cool. <laughs> that was brilliant. Because I was talking about other players until there was like two seconds left on his timer. And then I said, ooh, the Minnesota defense is on the board. And immediately, immediately he picked Minnesota. That is just so good. I can't express to you how happy I am. Now he's picking again. Do you want to tell him another person to pick? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pout. Okay. <laughs> Here's the next idiom. Okay. Nip this in the bud. Let's nip this in the bud. I always liked it better when it was nip it in the butt. Yeah. But it is nip this in the bud, I believe, because you are nipping the bud of a flower. Okay. Well, you're correct. Woohoo! It's not nip this in the butt, as many people say. Like a, I always picture like a dog uh, yeah. running behind someone and chomping at their butt. Exactly. Uh, but nip this in the bud means that you're putting an end to it before it has a chance to grow or start. So like you said, like a flower, like if you nip it while it's in the bud, then it doesn't have a chance to, to bloom. Exactly. Okay. Are we almost at your pick? Yeah. You're next. I need a kicker or a defense. Oh, here I am. Can you unlock that? Can I? Uh, uh, I well, almost said my angry. password right there. <laughs> Daniel, say uh, into the microphone while we're recording yeah. the show what your password is. Yeah, that was close. Ugh. Uh, defenses, defenses. I don't like any of these. Uh, well, I would say Minnesota, but Minnesota got stolen away from me by Jimmy. I took the Chargers. Okay. All right. I only have uh, I have two more, two more idioms. Here's your first one. Okay. Butt naked. Like that dude is butt naked streaking across the field. Yeah. Is that correct or incorrect? I'm not sure if I've heard it any other way, but that's gotten me in trouble. That's true, but you've also gotten a couple right that way. <sighs> butt naked. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Butt naked. It is not correct. <laughs> Gosh darn it. The I knew it. The expression actually is buck naked. Uh, wait. I thought they were two different expressions. Well, what? no. You're wrong. Uh, buck naked. What? Although there are different ideas of where this originated, people think in general that it refers to the fact that animals don't wear any clothes and it was used like they used buckskins. So buck naked. Okay. One more. <laughs> if you're trying to say that you disagree with something, would you say that doesn't jive? That doesn't jive. That doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you've heard that expression, yes. right? Yes. Okay, that doesn't jive. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go, so this is, comes purely 
because jive sounds like another word that is a sailing term. Jibe? Right? That's a sailing term, Andrew? Jibe is a sailing term. Yeah. So I'm going to say that that is incorrect because it's actually that doesn't jibe is the correct one. Explain how the sailing term fits with the saying. Well, you can't do it. I don't know. That doesn't work very well. (laughs) Okay. You're saying saying that that doesn't jibe is incorrect, and the correct saying is that doesn't jibe. No. (laughs) Maybe. No. I don't know enough about sailing. (laughs) Andrew's freaking out at me over here. No, he's reading something. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to say it's incorrect because... I've been so wrong on all of these, but now you're going to be like, you suck. Well, you are correct that it's incorrect. <laughs> Good, and actually, not... the correct saying is that doesn't jibe. Are you serious? Yeah, because... You made me feel like a jack wagon <laughs> when I had it right? <laughs> because the reason, oh. the reason you said was wrong, because it is a sailing term, but that's not where the expression comes from. Jibe actually is a word that means to agree or be in accord with something. Oh. So if you say that doesn't jibe, then you're saying that information doesn't agree with the rest of what Oh, happened. shoot. It's my turn. <laughs> uh, Five I, seconds, Daniel. I don't see Myers anywhere. Um, this guy's Jake Elliott. Oh, I didn't get my pick in time. You picked Jake <laughs> Elliott. You picked the guy whose name I just shouted. Uh, was he on the top of the list? Yes, he was. He was not a kicker? He was a kicker. Okay. He was the kicker on the top of the kicker list. Okay, good. <laughs> and then my kicker got taken. Okay, Ooh, Jimmy. Joe's boys took Josh Gordon. Interesting. Oh, now Jimmy picks Jamison Crowder. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mr. Irrelevant <laughs> of this year's draft, who are you taking? <laughs> I'm going to take Kaimi Fairbairn, the All kicker right. from, from the Houston Texans. All right. Are you sure his name's not D. Johnson? Yes, it is not <laughs> D. Johnson. That's actually interesting. We cu- we finished the two segments at the same time here. Fantasy draft is over. Stump yeah. Daniel is over. <laughs> that draft was half an hour. It's all water under the fridge that's, now, that's boys. That's how quick a draft. <laughs> I love the way our draft is set up. Now you, we've we've participated in all different kinds of drafts. Yes. Okay. We did one the other night that. To me, was really fun, but it felt like it took a million years. It took a long time. So what I like to do when I set up a draft is keep the pick times shorter. We did 30 seconds one year, but people were having like technical issues and internets were glitching, and 30 seconds isn't enough time to like pop out and pop back in hey, really here's comfortably. An, here's an idiom for you: Is it internets or is it internet? Internet. Yeah. Or is it interbuts? <laughs> Why would it be internet? Because you just said internets were glitching. Well, multi- if, if there's multiple internets at the same time. <laughs> People's internets. Like, I have an internet, you have an internet, Andrew has an internet. All the internets if they glitch at the same time. But people's internets were glitching. Okay. And it wasn't enough time to get out and get back in. Yeah. So I pushed it up to a minute. But, like, I've been in drafts where you get, like, three minutes to make a pick. Oh, good night. What's your preference? I, I like the fast – I like getting it done. Um, more Most of the time I have – I'm more prepared and I'm, like, keeping track of, like, bye weeks and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah. this one I was just like, this guy looks good. So it, one minute worked great. <laughs> um, the last draft we were in where the, I feel like the draft is more important. So it might make sense Non-keeper. to put – 
Yeah, non-keeper, and it makes more sense to have a little bit more time because also there's, what, 12 teams in that league? Mm -hmm. So by the end of the draft, you're picking guys you've never heard of. So you're trying to be like, who is this person, and figure it out. I mean, if they played for the Seahawks, you would know who every single one of them is. That's true. I wouldn't, but you would. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah. Okay, so our fantasy draft is over. How ma- Stump Daniel's over. How how many did I get right in Stump Daniel? Uh, All of them. You didn't keep track. Nailed it. Okay. No, you got at least. There was eleven of them. You got at least twelve wrong. <laughs> All right, we are going to come back and talk about Mariners' trade deadlines, also their deals at the deadline. Also, stay tuned for the second part of the show where we talk all about the Seahawks and the NFL and all the good stuff going on there. Roster cuts. But first, a commercial break. Again, thank you to our sponsor, the law office of Jeffrey Adamashevitz. Do you have a legal situation and need someone on your side? Let the law office of Jeffrey A. Domashevitz be your advocate. If you've been the victim of medical malpractice, suffered a personal injury, or need representation with real estate law, small business law, or estate planning, let Jeff Domashevitz put his 29 years of experience to work for you. Call Jeff Domashevitz today at 360-612-3991 or visit domashevitzlaw.com. That's D-A-M-A-S-I-E-W-I-C-Z-L-A-W.com. You know, that's another thing that people mispronounce a lot. W. W? Yeah, it's W. People but say W? W or W. Did I say W? You in said in you said two different ways in that one commercial. <laughs> you said W or W and W. Like one you really announced like pronounced it well. I enunciated the yeah. double U. Yeah. Sometimes it's interesting, like, when you get used to saying letters a lot. Like, I, working for the radio station, I have to say K-W-O-K. Yeah. And sometimes I have to say it really fast. And so, K-W-O-K. K-W. And you're like, what's (laughs) K-W? Like, what's W? But that's a stupid name for that letter anyway, because it's a double V. Yeah. I got a W. Oh. But also, like... Then I start really analyzing how I'm saying other, like, are there call stations, like, KXRO? And, like, I'll just be like, KXRO? <laughs> or KDUX? Do you think instead of... Joe, like, what's UX? Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. This would be easier if we could shorten the word W and we just say dub. Dub. Like, you know, when, like kids, dubs. when kids play the games like Fortnite and... Uh, what's the other one called? Apex and whatever the Call of Duty one's oh, called. No, I have. I don't have kids. Okay, but they. Well, <laughs> not just kids, but like young people, teenagers, and young stuff. people. Like they play the these youths. games. The youths, the pack of youths, <laughs> getting a win. Like when you're in a battle royale thing with tons yeah. of people is kind of rare, and you have to be really good to do it. And they call it getting a dub. Yeah. And I had just earlier today an interesting experience because I was home with my kids and I was sitting in the living room with my daughter Allison. She's five. And uh, both my sons were upstairs playing video games. And all of a sudden we hear this shouting and laughing and like it got so loud and they're stomping around. And I looked at my daughter and I was like shrugged, like what's going on? And she looked at me and goes, probably got a dub. (laughs) (laughs) And she was right. They did get a dub. That's awesome. And then you got Jameis Winston just eating eating, eating double you. And you're like, no, stop it. Uh, Even that on his hand, it's not a W. It's a double V. It's a... Yeah. 
You're correct. It's bothering me now. All right, so the Mariners made some <laughs> trades. <laughs> so, I, I th- Daniel, you were camping when a lot of this happened. Yeah. I don't know much of the inner workings of a lot of these deals. I know the Taiwan Walker deal, um, he was playing really well. Yeah. He hadn't had a lot of starts, but his last couple starts had been really good. And then they traded him away, and Twitter went crazy. Like, ah, he's a good player. He's only 28. Why are you trading him away? Because that's perfect. Okay, but (laughs) it's like when Cano was traded. Okay, so when Cano was traded... You mean away? Like when we traded him to the Mets? Yeah. Yeah. When Cano was traded away, it was the most logical thing in the world. Yeah. But... My Facebook feed was, oh, no, our best player is gone. Cano, oh, we love that guy. And I, for sentimental reasons, love Cano. But at the same time, I was like, okay, you had to have seen this coming. Yeah. And with Walker, I sort of feel the same way. Like, his timeline is not the same. Also, he doesn't have a proven track record of playing like this. No. So right now, his value is higher than it's ever been before. So if you don't get why they made that move when they made that move, then you're not paying attention. Also, yeah. he's a free agent at the end of this year. Even if they are 100% sold on him and want to bring him back, they got something out of him in a year where they are not interested in winning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, this shortened season, for all of the ways that it may hurt the Mariners organization developmentally with some of their younger guys not getting to play minor league ball, the trade deadline worked perfectly because Taiwan Walker only had a few starts mm-hmm. and he looked good in all of them. He couldn't just blow it and then nobody <laughs> wants him. And Austin Nola. Did you see the haul they got for Austin Nola? Not really. No, a guy who they like, they picked him up off the scrap heap. He is a 29 year old second year player. Like he labored in the minor leagues Didn't comes just become a, uh, a catcher also. Yeah, I think he caught. I think he switched to catcher like last year in the minors, and then they were like they brought him up, and he ended up playing first base. Yeah. But this was like his first full time stint catching, and he's doing great. And yeah, but this is a guy you picked up off the scrap heap, and thank goodness he had a hot start to the year, and they got an absolute hog off of him. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. How like they got an. A top 30 prospect in Taylor Trammell and Ty France, who looks like he could be a really like he's done well in the majors when he's been up and hitting looks like another good young piece who could play third, by the way. And that's right now your oldest position on the field. You don't know if Kyle Seeger's timeline matches up as you were talking about timelines before. Mm-hmm. And then they also got a reliever who came up as a rookie last year at 20 years old and was throwing 103 miles an hour. <laughs> and he's looked at as one of like, when he comes back from Tommy John surgery, which right now is more of a normal thing. Like you get Tommy John, you come back and everything's fine. Like it's not really a big deal. They're looking at that guy as like stud closer. Like he he's like Edwin Diaz. They got all three of those guys in a trade that they basically just gave up Austin Nola. Like, they threw in some extra relievers and stuff for like, yeah, here, take these guys. But not sure if you've checked out our bullpen this year. It's been trash. So the fact that we got rid of some of them is like, woohoo, 
don't have those guys anymore. It's amazing. Like, so this could not have worked. This trade deadline could not have worked out any more perfectly for the Mariners, especially with Taiwan Walker and Austin Nola. And yeah, it's, it just, I couldn't have not, I couldn't have been happier with what I saw from the trade deadline for the Mariners. I have two main thoughts. One is anything with Taiwan Walker in it is going to be kind of polarizing because, and maybe, I don't know if it's because we're kind of right in the age range where the peak of when I was paying attention the most to the Mariners in my life was during the time that they were telling us, Hey, Holtzen, Paxton, and Walker are going to be the guys that carry our rotation to a World Series. Like, they were supposed to be the big three. Holtzen was like a number two overall pick, I think, and he just got injured and never did anything. Paxton, who was generally thought to be the third best of those guys, ended up being a great pitcher on mediocre teams and then ended up going elsewhere and being successful elsewhere. And Taiwan Walker, for whatever reason, just never be like injuries and a variety of reasons just never became the great pitcher. He was supposed to be. So he came back. Now he's gone again. So like anytime I hear anything with those guys, it's going to sting a little bit because it's going to remind me of all those years that the Mariners were supposed to be about to be great. And then it never quite happened. But the other thing is if the Mariners are supposed to be losing, (laughs) <laughs> someone should tell them that yeah, because they're in third place in the division and on a four game win streak going into Sunday. Yeah. It would be nice if they could get down next to the pirates. I've given up hope That's of not them. happening. I've given up hope of them losing enough games. So the only positive I can take out of that is that sometimes when you're on a team that loses a lot and doesn't really have any hope, it can really ruin the culture and the attitude. And so, that could stunt like some of the growth or you have mm-hmm. to get a new coach or something and really try and revamp things after a year like that, even though you're expecting to do well with a bunch of young guys later. But it seems like the culture is pretty good and hopefully you don't need that number one pick because of these trades and the picks that you've already made. So that's that's the trade-off there is they're, I think they have a chance to maybe surprise some people next year, even though... Really, the timeline is two years out. But with some of the progression that they're showing this year, you think, hey, maybe with if a couple of these young guys hit next year as rookies, mm-hmm. throw in some decent bullpen players, and you could maybe make a push to make the playoffs or at least make it exciting to get people excited about the next year when really the whole youth movement is supposed to be hitting their stride. So now that it seems pretty obvious that the Mariners are not going to be the worst team in major leagues and get like one of the top few picks, they're on a four-game win streak. The Astros are on a three-game losing streak. There's only a four-game discrepancy for second place. Don't do it, Justin. Talk about <laughs> talk about the guy who, seriously, you were berating Andrew and I for having that thought in our heads, and now you're like, oh, this is going to happen. No. I think Jerry DePoto would personally, like, start throwing all the hitters' bats in the garbage can if they started getting close to making the playoffs. Andrew's <laughs> right. They have no interest in winning this year. But to, but to the, the only point is, like you were saying, you know, you don't want to have just a completely losing culture because it can affect guys' attitudes and blah, blah, and whatnot. At the same time, like, if the Mariners are going to end up being a middle-of-the-pack team, like, 
why not be a low-level playoff team? Like, get some of these young guys an opportunity to have some playoff at-bats. Like, you know, is it is it completely unrealistic to think that the Mariners could gain four games on the Astros and make it into the playoffs? Four games? In, how many do they have left? They're, they're roughly two-thirds of the way through the season, so they have about 20 games left. 21, 20 or 21. That's a, that's a That's a lot to gain over that games isn't it yeah that's a that's a pretty big stretch especially i think they're gonna since... do it <laughs> i'm gonna predict it right now on the air the mariners are gonna make the playoffs this season after you were telling us never to hope again even for the future that doesn't sound like you, me it sounds exactly like you if that doesn't like that sounds the most like you that that sounds as much like you as oh, the Oh, they're winning right the now best. too. They're winning right now. They're up two to one in the second inning on the Rangers. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. But how did Kyle Lewis play? The the Rangers <laughs> and the Angels are really the teams that are screwing this up. <laughs> because they're too bad. They the Mariners own those teams right now. <laughs> it is ridiculous. They are the teams that are screwing this up. And the Astros, you know, when you don't know what pitch is coming, I guess it's a little harder to play baseball. Oh, Seager hit a two-run dinger. Mariners are up 2-1. If the Astros lose today and the Mariners win, it'll be a three-game stre- three uh, discrepancy. <sighs> I'm just saying. Don't stop it. <laughs> stop don't, it. Don't stop it? Okay, I won't. Ah, uh, Don't get me... Nope. Yeah, going back to the no. The I mean, the way Kyle Lewis is hating, culture, that thing. <laughs> he's just I, hating, he's hating on pitchers. Yeah, I think that it's there's a really important distinction to be drawn between a team, the players not wanting to win or having a bat, like just not being motivated or all that, versus the organization making moves that are not in the interest of winning this year, and. I, the way I see it, they're doing a really good job right now of, like, they're, every, everyone on that team knows that the, the plan is to be good in the future, but they're still playing hard and, and, and really do, everyone's doing their best and the organization is, are the people making the moves, they're trading away, you know, if, if it was a win this year sort of situation you would have held on to walker and you would have maybe tried to get uh, some bullpen help for the end of the season so they're clearly making the moves to be better later but the team itself i mean don't mistake me saying that they're not interested in winning for saying that the players on the field are not playing their hearts out and and having a blast and playing as best as they can well yeah because they are Absolutely, and it's it's fun to watch. Absolutely, it is. but their bullpen <laughs> is a dumpster fire. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> Justin, why did you do this to me? Why? <laughs> what, what did I do? San Francisco, Arizona. Yeah. These are the next teams they're playing against. You just looked up what their schedule is like over the next several games. You know how I know you did it because I did it too. Hey. Is this the first time oh, that no. we've ever had the onset of Mariners optimism <laughs> in September? You know what I did, though? I waited. I waited <laughs> until your guys' optimism had dwindled a little bit, and I just ramped it back up again. My Their optimism schedule. is still for next year well, and the they year do, after that. I mean, they, they do have ha- two games. Against, they have six games against the A's. Yep. 
they and ha- they three also games have some against games San Diego. Against the, the Padres, yeah. But outside of that, <laughs> they have today and tomorrow against Texas. They've got five. They've got four more games against San Francisco, who's trash. Arizona's trash, <laughs> and then. Yeah, those are the two. Those are the bottom two teams in the NL West. And then they have three games against Houston. Now to curve those my, are the key games because to, they have to catch up to Houston. To, they're they're going to sweep that series and to, make the playoffs. To curb my enthusiasm, Houston has owned Seattle, and those <laughs> are very important games. They have lost. Let's see, three. They are one in seven against the Astros this year. So I am going to hang on to that, that no matter how close it gets in that second to last series of the season, Houston is going to sweep the Mariners and they won't have a shot of making the playoffs. And I'm going to hang on to that right now to curb my enthusiasm because you, sir, are a jerk and want to see me get excited and just to be broken at the end. You know what DePoto should do? Because their last seven games are against Houston and Oakland. Like there's their last 10 games. Are the toughest in their schedule. Oh, Houston, who's lost three games in a row. That's the team that you're so worried about. That that they're one in seven against, or they're one in six against them so far this year. You know what Jerry Depoto should do? Is that right, Jerry, or is yeah. it Chip Chip Depoto? <laughs> Depoto should call Bill Belichick and figure out how he got those false positive COVID tests, <laughs> so he can you know maneuver the division into his favor. All of a sudden, our the Mariners' best five players are out for two weeks. With, no, no, no. I was saying no, he was thinking the other teams. For the other teams. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they could make it into the playoffs. Oh, I, I thought we were still. Uh, I thought that we were trying to figure out how. No, no, no. I'm, cr- I'm generating and creating optimism because I like to, I like to spread smiles everywhere I go. <laughs> That's gonna do it for the first part of our show. <laughs> Don't do anything. So the second part starts. <laughs>